Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Hey, this is John Fuller, and way back when, when my wife and I first got married, she would go to bed really early, and I would stay up for a few hours after that, because I just, I couldn't go to bed at 8.30 at night. And then I'd get up at 6, and she'd get up at 6 or 7. And so she was neither a morning person nor a night person. Um, I tend to be a night person, but as we age, it's starting to kind of shift a little bit here. In any event, there are some conflicts that can occur around your sleep patterns in marriage, and we're going to talk about that today. We have Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They're in charge of our marriage team, and I'm thinking that this is a pretty common thing, Greg, right? Oh, absolutely. We all have different sleep habits. We have issues within the bed. When we first got married, Erin loved to have a quilt, a blanket, two sheets in some sort of warming blanket to go to go over the top of our bed in and I was so hot that finally I learned that just to kind of slide all that over <laughs> to her side and then I would sleep with some sort of quilt or something that worked for me and so yes. that that's how we solved that cuz I, I mean, I, I felt like I was in a sauna, huh. you know, one of those, and now we've those got, steam rooms the whole night long. And now we've got the dog issue. <laughs> I love sleeping with I'll, the dog. Yeah, he can't stand sleeping with the dog. Currently, we have our daughter's 75-pound golden doodle with us, and he thinks he needs to be right on top of both of us. So last night, I, I as we got into bed, our dog, all about 40 pounds, was laying on top of Aaron, and then Sammy, our daughter's dog, was on her feet. And it looked like, in addition to all those blankets that I just described, she then had two dogs, all these furry dogs yeah. on top of her. And I just went, there's no way you could sleep like that. And she went, oh, I, I'm in heaven. I love it. So it obviously meant that I was going nowhere I'd with intimacy look- last yeah. night, but... I would, she was happy. I would be looking for this bare bedroom at that point. I mean, I'm just saying, if you want to the sleep dogs. with the dog, that's great. But, uh, well, so, you know, tune in. This is the beginning of the saga. We'll find out more about Greg and Aaron and how they manage with the dogs in the bed. But first, let's go ahead and hear from Dr. Kevin Lehman, who always finds a way to bring humor into the discussion, just like you two. Uh, he sat down with Focus President Jim Daly and Jean Daly as well, Jim's wife, to discuss what it looks like for couples to work through differences, even with sleep patterns. You say true intimacy in marriage starts with recognizing each other's needs. That's what you're expressing. Yeah. So let's dig into it. First, uh, for us husbands, identify the basic needs of women and what they are. And Jean, you're going to hold them accountable, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you're the one at the table representing women. Well, yeah. So you tell if he's, if he's right yeah. on or not. Oh, yeah. So, well, Dr. Uh, Lehman, what are these needs that women have? Well, again, and just notice, I think God was the original humorist when he came up with this one, <laughs> the two shall become one, because it's so we're so different. Yeah. Number one for women, I think, is affection. It's huge in a woman's life. Number two is communication. Now, every man listening, what are we basically as men, not great at. Number one is affection. Uh, So it's affection, communication, commitment to the family. That's basically what it is for women. And men are completely different. They want to feel needed, wanted. and Respected, uh, appreciated. Yeah. And uh, 
and fulfilled, and and that includes uh, the S word, yeah. sexual. They want they want that wife to pursue that chubby body that's gained fourteen <laughs> pounds since you walked down the aisle, and that's just the reality of how don't if don't write me a nasty letter. That that's God's plan. That that's how He made us. Mm-hmm. Very different. Well, Gene, let's get to another story. I don't know why we've done this, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you identify closely with the need for good communication, like Kevin's talking about. Explain that need uh, where you and I have, you know, maybe played that out in our marriage. Communication. Well, yes. <laughs> I, um, I was a night person, a little less of one now, but you are, and I always totally have been morning. a morning person. Totally. And we would go to bed, and I am ready to upload all the data that has happened in my day. And Nails on a chalkboard. And this and that. And tell me about my girlfriends and my family. And that's when I want to talk about resolve like our deep relational issues. <laughs> <laughs> the moment we put our heads on the pillows and then later with kids. That's when I want to talk about the problems with the kids. Well, and Jim, I mean, you finally had to... Gently say. (laughs) You know, Jane, when my head is hitting the pillow, I'm not totally with you. (laughs) I mean, I go to sleep in like three minutes. It's amazing. He does have some political leanings. That's very good, Jim. (laughs) Right. But it did take a while. That was probably way down the road of our marriage when I, I finally had the courage to say, I can't really hang with you here. Well, but, and I, uh, just in the last week, I mean, I really had to practice this. I wanted, I, I wanted to talk to you about probably one of our sons. Probably. And I stopped myself because it's bedtime. <sighs> mm-hmm. and, God bless and you. I know. And I, and also you told me that if you start problem solving at night, at bedtime, then he can't go to sleep. I can't unplug once I get into it. And so, I mean, we had to talk about that, but you also thought... Yeah. Okay, so the other thing, early in our marriage, we're probably year number three, I can remember specifically a moment where we're brushing our teeth in the morning together, and I'm chipper as can be, because it's morning. This is the time God intended for man and woman to speak. I mean, this is it. This is all good. We're supercharged. I'm ready to take on the day for the Lord. And I noticed Jean's not responding to me. And I thought for a long time, I, I thought, why is she mad at me? I mean, I'm serious. How you how you doing? You sleep well? Nothing. Not even a grunt. And I thought, she's so mad at me, she won't even respond to me. Well, you married a very pretty woman, as did I. But I'll tell you, Mrs. Uppington in the morning, to put it bluntly, she's got issues. <laughs> I mean, she does. And she's got this stuff she puts on her face. I don't know what it's called. But it's really, it looks, to me, it looks like uh, poppy seed dressing or something <laughs> but she puts it on her face and it takes a while for the beauty to come forth but i always kid people i say we're night and day different i'm like Jim, i go to bed early and now that i'm older i mean i'm drooling at 8 30 and she says you can make it to 8 30 yeah she says you can't go to bed but i said well watch me but i'm telling you she's she's half raccoon she's up till two o'clock reading books are some of her best friends and i told John, last night we were visiting, and I said, about two o'clock, she goes out and tips over the garbage in the neighborhood and then comes back to bed. But <laughs> we're night like and day different. I'm up early with a happy yeah. face. She doesn't like that. 
So you need to talk about those things, though. And I so appreciate Jean, you know, working to figure that out. That you she can't bring that, up a it, big it's problem. It's a learning process. Yeah. Just like forgiveness is a learning process. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and goodness. it's not a personal thing. If, <laughs> if Jim falls asleep, it's not personal right. to Jean. It's just something that is, right? So. Right. I really appreciate what Jim and Jean said about how they've had to deal with their uh, opposite sleeping patterns. And Aaron, Kevin admitted that working through differences with your spouse is a process. Um, there are ways a couple can sort through those without throwing verbal jabs at each other. Mm-hmm. And most couples, and I know even true for us, when we come upon these differences, it typically will trigger something within us. And so we go into reaction mode and we're more likely to show up with those verbal jabs. Oh, it's so easy. And it just doesn't ever work. No. <laughs> and so it's recognizing, A, we got to figure out what are these differences triggering within us? But then how do we address it and do it more from the, the style of, hey, I've got some feedback for you. Have you noticed this? Can we talk about this? Can we have a conversation about this? Just recognizing that both of us matter. And Greg has his preferences. I have mine. There are differences between the two of us, but we both matter. This is a relationship, not a dictatorship. So address the spouse who might think, but if we're not alike, then something's wrong. I mean, if we have differences, then one of us is wrong. Well, one of you then wouldn't be necessary either if you're that much alike. (laughs) Seriously, I mean, that's the beauty of marriage is that Aaron and I are very, very different. And that's amazing in in how we can complement each other. And I think during the early years of our marriage, I was probably more likely and willing to do kind of the verbal sparring, the jabs. I, I had a very sarcastic sense of humor, kind of grew up in my family. We we did that, the guys, and we thought it was super funny. That was not funny at all to Aaron. And, and I think I finally realized going, th- there's never a time for that. There's th- That's never okay. And it, it's, it's really, we define that as combat. That's when mm-hmm. we're using the sarcastic humor or making little digs throwing jabs at each other. And I think, you know, over the years, Aaron and I have realized that we're just, we're not willing to go there. And that's why before I'm willing to then talk, engage Aaron, I have to make sure that that I'm at a place where I've I've kind of calmed down, that, that I can think a little bit more rationally, that, that I'm ready and prepared, my heart's open. Yeah to have that or I'll resort to to those jabs and that's not who I want to be and that's not how I want to treat her. From all the couples you've dealt with, um, help me with this. I have a friend who is trying to make up for some of the years where he was sarcastic and he kind of shut his wife down on some things. He made fun of her differences. How can he reclaim, how can my friend mm-hmm. reclaim some of those those times and, and address those feelings? Mm-hmm. I would say it's important to step into that role of caring, of just simply caring about the pain from the past, not trying to shut it down, because that's often what we do when someone brings up, you know, gosh, five years ago, that really hurt me. Often what it does is it triggers something within the person and they get defensive. And I don't want to talk about that. That's in the past. Leave it there. But there's always going to be that fear of if you don't understand how this impacted me and that I know that you understand the pain it caused, my fear is that it's going to happen again. So stepping into that pain is key and just caring that the other person has been hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it too boils down to just your ability to give and receive feedback. And if, if, if I'm 
mad, angry, hurt, frustrated with Aaron, I'm in no position to give her any sort of feedback because then I'm probably shut down in, in who knows what I'm capable of saying to her or how I say it to her. And so be very, very careful that you're in a good place, that you've prayed about this, that your heart's open, God's kind of giving you some insight. That That's a way to give feedback. Mm-hmm. But I think receiving feedback, the, I, the probably the best thing that I've learned over our 20, almost 29 years of marriage is that when Aaron is giving me feedback, that I do my very best, and this is hard, but I do my best to listen at the same time, I'm kind of directing what she's saying straight to the Lord, going, God, just of what she's saying, I'm going to trust that you will reveal to me what is truth, God's truth. Just because Aaron thinks or feels it doesn't mean it's necessarily truth. And I used to just blindly accept that, oh, whatever she's saying, it must be true about me. So then I'd get defensive and argue and debate because I made her the source of truth. And that small little difference of going, no, God's truth, and he loves me enough that that he wants to discipline me at times, that he will use Aaron to speak truth. But separate out your spouse is not the source of truth God is, and just take what they're saying to him. And there's a way that that really creates an openness and a, and a, and a peace. It allows me to hang in there to really try to understand her, knowing that, man, God's going to help parse out mm. What, what he wants me to really hear and good. understand. Very good. Well, as you can tell here at Focus, we want you to have a great relationship. And we have so many wonderful resources for you. One of those is our free online marriage assessment. And more than a million people have taken that. It's going to help point out some of your differences uh, between you and your spouse. And it takes just a few minutes to fill it out. Very, very helpful. Uh, also, Dr. Kevin Lehman has a wealth of information and experience that he's captured in his book, The Intimate Connection. We've got copies of that book, and we'll send one to you as our thank you gift for your generous donation of any amount to the ministry. Uh, just know that your monthly gift or your one-time uh, donation really makes a difference in the lives of so many as we reach out through a really vibrant website and a podcast like this one. So please donate as you can and get the book and take the assessment as well. All the details are in the show notes. We'll have more from Dr. Lehman next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.